Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, you can drive your, drive your dream car today at Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and Parker. You're now working with some big dealership that's selling volume. Rocky Mountain Eurosport, it's an intimate buying experience because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience, don't you think? Now, if you're not in the market for a luxury car, that's totally cool. You might want a foreign car. You might want a domestic car. You still might want a luxury ride, but you know what? They have the inventory, unlike the big dealerships, and they're going to get you the right car at the right price. They They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options. Go for a test drive today or find them at RM Eurosport. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, NFL.com's Gil Brandt, who built the Cowboys in the 1970s, widely considered one of the best talent evaluators of all time, took a look at all of the 500 teams currently in football, and there are a lot, and ranked their chances to make the playoffs. This is what he said about the Broncos. One can find reasons to be pessimistic about the Broncos, including their negative turnover differential, which is minus one, their 20th ranked offense, and their lackluster nine-point showing against the Chiefs on Sunday. However, one can also find reasons to be pessimistic about almost every other team in the AFC, which is a jumble of flawed, scrambling teams for playoff positions. And I ultimately like Denver's chances of elbowing its way into the postseason, buoyed by factors like a positive point differential, solid if unspectacular quarterback play by Teddy Bridgewater, and a defense that ranks ninth in yards allowed and third in points scored. The Broncos will have to take care of business against the Lions and handle the Raiders and Chargers on the road. But if they can do that, and I think they can, they'll have a shot to win 10 games. If Fortune tips their way against the Bengals or the Chiefs, and... That should give them as good of a chance as anyone in this down-the-stretch wild-card melee. You agree? I get where why he comes to these conclusions. You know, point differential, for one thing. Like, if you ever hear of the Pythagorean record? I've heard, we of, see it I've in, heard of the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, we see it in baseball referred to a lot. I don't know what it means. But it's based, well, in baseball, it's what your record should be based on your run differential for a season, right? So, for example, one reason why, for take the Atlanta Braves this year, one reason why their own management perceived them as being more in it than most outside the organization felt was that even though they were below 500 after four months, they had the best run differential in their own division, the thought being, all right, Eventually, that's going to that will hopefully result in more wins. And it turned out that it did, but they had to make some moves to get there. And so the Broncos, if you go by that, their expected win loss based on their point differential is six point six wins, five point four losses. So round up seven and five. 
These are all neat numbers. Let's but just that's, talk about but, the schedule. But it's, but it's also, that that's where you come up with this. The other thing is you look on the schedule. I don't think that's what he's going with. We're, go, we're looking at the schedule He's, he's going, we mentioned point differential, and that's, what he's, and that's what he's considering. Schedule is, okay, you have Detroit, they're terrible, right? You have the Chargers, or you have the Bengals, but the it's a coin flip game at home, wouldn't you say? They're 7-5, well, you're 6-6. That, 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 six that, six. That's what he said. Right. And then you go to the Raiders. They well, beat you, but they're... But can can, they're I, can I take this a different direction? Can I take this a different well, what direction? About, what's wrong with the direction I'm going in? Because let's just narrow it down to the three teams he's talking about that he said they can beat. Let's start there. Okay? They should beat the Lions, right? Yes. The Raiders can't get out of their own way. Right now, unless you get the Raiders that, that they were against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, you should win. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Bengals. They lost to Washington. They are in a tailspin. They can't score. Other than that Dallas game, they can't score right now. Okay. So you're catching them at the right time. Yes. No matter when you catch them, basically, you're catching them at the right time. They are a franchise that has been in a tailspin since the Henry Ruggs incident. That is a winnable game because the Raiders are not playing well at all. They're, and, they're, and they're playing poorly against bad teams to boot. And by the way, the last two years, they've only won one game without Henry Ruggs. Okay. Out of, I believe, eight. With They're that, a bad team without him. I'm not suggesting there will be a repeat. But at the end of the day, they just didn't beat the Chargers. They beat them up. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they've already proven they can do it. It's not as if, you know, you look at the Chargers that particular week and said, well, this is a trap game for them or something like that. It, w- it wasn't anything like that. But they the, were coming the Bron- off of a very emotional comeback win over Pittsburgh. I understand that. But it's not like they were coming off an emotional win over the Chiefs or an emotional win over the Buccaneers. But remember, the thing with the Chargers, though, is that they have a legacy of blowing games. And I don't care when what, they were, when I don't they care were playing, what they did five they, years no, ago. No, no. This, this matters, okay? Because they've continued to blow games unexpectedly even with Justin Herbert. Well, you know what? They didn't blow they didn't blow the game against the Broncos. They no, were never in it. No, but they nearly blew it against the Steelers. And the thought was, okay, this looked like it was based on the Chargers long term and recent history. Mm-hmm. Everything was falling apart. That was a game that the Chargers usually found a way to lose. Okay. But they made the big plays at the end. They got the defensive stop. They pulled it out. It ended up being Maybe their most emotional win of the year. It's fine. And then they had the following week, surprise, surprise. They came down from that high and they didn't have this and they didn't have the same emotional edge that they had the week before. And then lo and behold, what happens? They get they play badly, they're back on point, they go to Cincinnati, and they beat right. a good Bengals team soundly. And you know what? They play the Texans before they play the Broncos, and maybe they beat them 40 nothing. and they're feeling really good about themselves, and they're too overconfident going into the game. I mean, we, we, we can come up with a whole bunch of different but theories. There, but there are reasons why the Chargers came out the way they did. You think that's why they lost? Because they were coming off an emotional I, high I think it over was the a, Pittsburgh Steelers? I think it was, a, yes. I okay. think it was a combination of that, and the Broncos were coming off of a bad loss of their own. They had to buy, but they were coming off a moment where they felt like they had to reset and refocus. So the Broncos had that game at the right time, the Chargers at the wrong time. Well, you know what? The Chargers are going to go into this game likely with nine wins. 
because they're going to probably beat the Giants. That's their next game. And they'll beat the Texans. And sandwiched in there is Kansas City. So they're going to go there with nine wins. The bottom line is this. I can't tell you the reason why the Broncos dominated them, but they did. So the fact that they showed that they did, who's to say they can't do it again? So getting back to Detroit, okay, that Mm. should be a win, you would think, right? The Raiders are in a tailspin. I mean, we could pick apart every single game. If that's the theory you want to go with, that's fine. All I know is they beat the hell out of them. They dominated. They manhandled them. That may not happen again, but they've proven they can. But you're saying the Broncos should be the Raider team that dominated them. And yes, I know it was two months ago, different circumstances. Well, well, but, but it shows no, how. No, but, those but it, circun- but but those it circun- shows how the games are independent entities. I understand that, but the difference is that Henry Ruggs was playing in that game. This was a life-changing moment for a number of human beings involved in that accident and an entire organization. And, by the way, as we've talked about before, when somebody's missing a coach or a key player, people tend to rally. And that's what they did but, around their head. So why do you expect that because... It's not Bron- that I... Ex- no, no, you expect the Broncos are going to beat the Chargers based on what they did earlier, right? I'm saying they've shown they can. Yeah, they've shown they can. They've and shown they, they can. And... That's it. All I'm saying it is... It doesn't mean they're going to. I didn't say they're going to. I said they should... But you I, can't expect to win that game. I, I'm not... Listen, they've shown they can dominate them. There's no reason to believe they shouldn't at least be in the game, period. They should beat a Raiders team that is reeling, that hasn't played well without Henry Ruggs. They should beat the Lions. The way the Broncos have been this year, up and down like the craziest roller coaster ride you've been on in a long time, they could lose all three of those games. To Gil Brandt's point, they could win all three of those games. It's very plausible for them to win all three of those games. And then it comes down to the Bengals, which could be a coin flip, and then the Chiefs. I can see that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Quite frankly, I don't bet on the Broncos anymore. It's, it's, you shouldn't bet on the NFL, period. Well, don't tell that to FanDuel, who I represent. I know. I'm sorry. But, I mean, right? I'd bet on other sports. There's a ton of other sports to bet. Yeah. College basketball, college football, I would bet hockey, on other, basketball. I, right. I would bet on any sport but the NFL right now because I've never seen a year that was so widely disparate that's, from week to week. It's a league-wide thing. That's fine. What I'm saying is the Broncos are the poster child of that then. As a six and six team, exactly. Right. All all these teams from seven and five to five and seven are basically like you, you put them on, in a jumble, and if you put if you pull two teams out of the hat, those games are basically coin flip games, and the Broncos are one of those teams. And oh, by the way, three of their three of their next four games are against coin flip teams, and then that brings you to Kansas City, where. Your hope, if you need that game, your hope may rest Mahomes on the Chiefs. Exactly. Having quenched every, a number one seed or being locked into whatever seed they have and right. resting their starters, something that is legitimately possible. If you're a Broncos fan, you should be rooting for the Chiefs to win every game up until week 18. Well, yes and no. Let them let them run well, away. What if, what, if, what, if, what if they're in the race for the number one overall seed with the Patriots? You don't want that, do you? But you. But also. But the thing is, there's a better chance if they win. If they win out, there is a better chance of them having clinched than if they lose a game or two. And all of a sudden, well, uh, maybe they're playing for the maybe the, maybe they're playing for the division title, or maybe they're playing to be the second seed rather than the fourth seed. The best chance of the Chiefs going into that game with everything salted away is if they win out. 
Coming up after the break, we talked about Russell Wilson yesterday, him waving his no-trade clause to the Broncos, Saints, and Giants. We also believe it's Philadelphia as well. Well, what happens, per the conversation that we just had, the Broncos finish with a 10-7 and record. Is George Payton really going to fire Vic Fangio with a 10-7 and record? But what if Wilson says he doesn't want to play for Vic Fangio? What's a girl to do? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you're looking for a bar that has it all, highly recommend you go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. They have all the packages for all of the leagues. Every seat truly is a great seat in the house. You know, most places have like a couple of pool tables. They have a pool hall, 15 pool tables, live music, no cover, best happy hour in Lakewood, two for one on wine, well, and drafts, three until seven every day. And on February 25th, you're going to have a chance to meet Andrew Mason. If you've never met Andrew Mason like I have, I must tell you. Why would you want to? I must tell you, it is quite a thrill. Uh, The stories he can tell you will absolutely bore you to death, but at least you can say you have met Andrew Mason. Andrew and I are are going to... Try to sell me here a little bit. Well, I haven't gotten to me yet. Anyway, so you and I are going to be guest bartending at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar on... Is it fr- we're going to do it on Friday, February 25th. Uh, the money is going to be raised for charity. Uh, it's for our friend David Hurlbutt and his wife, whose wife is battling cancer. So a portion of the sales are going to go to David and his wife as she battles cancer. So mm-hmm. hopefully you will join us out there on Friday, February 25th. Uh, the stories that Mace will tell you will absolutely be nothing short of fantastic time now for the buzz the buzz is presented by rocky mountain eurosport go for a test drive today in denver or parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience or find them online at rmeurosport.com okay yesterday there was a report that russell wilson will waive his no trade clause to the broncos the saints and giants you and i also understand it is going to be the philadelphia eagles as well with that uh if the broncos make the playoffs let's say they finish with a 10 and 7 record and they make the playoffs there are coaches who have made the playoffs most notably here uh george carl made the playoffs i believe he was the coach of the year and he got fired but let's say the Broncos make the playoffs at 10-7. and seven. Wilson says he wants to come here, but wants Dan Quinn as the head coach. Doesn't want Vic Fangio. What do you do if you're George Payton? What you should do is move on 
but I don't think he will. Boy, you are not a problem solver. No, I'm not. Apparently. I'm not. I it's, mean, it's not, it's not that cut and dry. Can I tell you what I think that he why should do? What do you mean cut and dry? It's not that I, cut. Actually, I'm, I'm giving the answer that isn't cut and dry. No, that is cut and dry. Fake, you're fired. That's cut and dry. No, I'm, well, that's my answer, but I also said I don't think George Payne would do that. Well, then I guess there's a big problem potentially. This is what I would do if I'm George Payton, and that becomes the conversation. Russell, I know you want Dan Quinn as your head coach. I get that. But Vic is a fantastic defensive coordinator. Tell me the guy you want to come in as your offensive coordinator. At least put something out there that might be palatable to Russell Wilson and then say if that next season doesn't go as planned then I will hire Dan Quinn as long as he is available that's a big thing maybe he's not available but he might be might not be yeah the other thing is also how many teams are you competing with for Russell Wilson you're gonna be competing with a lot of teams here's this here's something but to me it's the, the quarterback question other than ownership is the most important thing Here's the thing that I I cannot claim that I know George Payton that well, but I know a few people that know him well. This guy is a man of his word. He walked into the Broncos organization and did not make wholesale changes. He said to Vic, I'm going to get you the guys you need on defense. I want to put you in the best possible position to win. Uh, As far as drafting a quarterback, if we played that quarterback, I don't know how that season would have gone talking about this past draft i think george payton did what he could to not only set up vic fangio to win he gave him players that turned out to be pretty good players in the draft and free agency right now they're sitting at six and six but it's my understanding that george basically said to vic it's playoffs or bust for you but if the team is 10 and 7 and they make the playoffs and you pride yourself on being a man of your word that's why i think he'll keep that he will ultimately say you're sticking around. So he will keep Vic Fangio over the possibility of getting Russell Wilson. I think he would. I don't think he would. I don't. You don't but you said he's you think he's a man of his word. He is a man of his word. And I think what he'd have to say to Vic is there's there I did say that to you, but there are extenuating circumstances. We have a chance as an organization to get Russell Wilson. He would like Dan Quinn to be here. I, I, I cannot believe I'm going back on my word, but I but I, I have to do what's best for the franchise. That was always the plan. You would have stayed had not this Russell Wilson thing not come up. Sometimes things do change. And I hope you forgive me for it. And oh, by the way, I'm sure you'll have three job offers by the time you walk from my office to your car. And you're going to get paid out as well. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd like to see Vic Fangio stay as the defensive coordinator. That's uh, not, that that can happen. I, I know it won't happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're paying him anyway. They're paying him anyway. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. I'm with you on that. Yeah, you can't demote somebody and say, oh, well, you can stick around and still be coordinator. I mean, it's... It's crazy enough, like, for example, that you see guys that are uh, that are demoted as play caller and they stay on the staff, like uh, Anthony Lynn's still on the staff in Detroit, even right. though he got play calling responsibility stripped from him. Now we know at the end of the season, all likelihood, Anthony, Anthony Lynn will move on. Yeah, you know what? After that, after having that demotion. If you, I pride myself on being a man of my word. When I say something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it if it only really affects me. But if it's affecting an entire franchise, I can't hold an entire franchise hostage 
over something I said. Well, it's the uh, it's the Mr. Spock view, right? I've never watched Star Trek. Oh, the Vulcan logic, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. There the you needs go. Of, or the one. The needs of the organization outweigh the needs of one person, even the head coach. Talking so I, logically yeah. you would You'd have to you'd have to you'd make have that a point. Change. You'd have to make that you you'd have to go back on your word. You just would. And Russell Wilson is the type of guy, because of his cachet, that could probably make that type of demand. I was going to use another sci-fi reference, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. Now, that doesn't relate to what we're talking about, but I just enjoy saying that. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson might be your only hope of really changing the landscape. Because even though Patrick Mahomes has had a down year, he's going to be back. You have to accept that, right? He's, he's having a, a shaky year by his standards. A lot of quarterbacks be very happy with the year that he's having. Yeah. Yeah. And the and you look at every great quarterback, at some point they had a stinker of a year by their standards. Like Patrick Mahomes' season this year. Yeah, we'll probably find out, as you've said, after the season, would surprise nobody if you hear, oh, Mahomes is going to have surgery on something. No question. Yeah. So, in other words, long-term, you're looking around, and you're staring down the barrel of Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Coming How up, do you counter that? Your best shot is an elite quarterback, and what's the best way to, and what's the most reliable way to get that? It'd be Russell Wilson. Coming up after the break, according to the latest odds, Tom Brady's the favorite to win another MVP award. With that, if he wins another MVP to go with the seven Super Bowl titles, you can make the case he's the greatest football player of all time. I know people say Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor. I get it. I get it. With that, many would consider Wayne Gretzky the greatest in hockey. Many would consider Michael Jordan the greatest in basketball. And Babe Ruth the greatest in baseball. If you had to rank all four in order, greatest team sport athlete of all time, how would you rank them? And I can tell you right now, one guy that you absolutely love, I don't. I don't as much as you do. And we haven't even talked about this. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. You can care all you want. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Okay, according to the latest odds, Tom Brady, the favorite to win another MVP award at the age of 44. It would be his fourth MVP to go with his Super Bowl titles, which are seven and potentially counting. With that, when you look at the major team sports in North America, 
In hockey, you would probably go with Wayne Gretzky. Most would agree. Most would agree it's Michael Jordan in basketball. Most would agree it's Babe Ruth in baseball. And I think most would agree it is Tom Brady now in football. With that, I'm, I'm, I need to say this to you. I need you to listen to me, Andrew. I always young listen man. To you. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I listen. I just okay. don't always well, follow what you ask. Well, you need to because I have. We're, my... we're going to have a new rule yeah. on the show. No, this is. We're going to have a new. Ru- no, we're going to have a new rule on the show. Oh, no, well, no, let's, no, let's not go. Let's not waste a minute talking about the new rule. I'm just going to be very brief with it. When you come up with the question, you can have your rules, and I will abide by them. When it's my question, I come up with the rules, and you have to abide by them. Mm, yes. No. With that. No. I'm too independent, sorry. Okay, well, this is the one rule. This is greatest team sport athlete on the field only. It has nothing to do with influence outside the sport because then that ruins the, to me, ruins the integrity of the question. Let's not get into how Wayne Gretzky put hockey into Florida. That's not what this question is about. It's about performance only. If you want to go the other direction, we'll take it your direction and then we'll just scrap it completely because I don't want to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Can you agree to this? I'm being dead serious about this. Well, it's not the thing is you're you're asking me something that I never even considered to begin with. Good. That's the ironic that's Good. the ironic thing. Good. You are Good. Make, Good. you are making We're a wasting time. We're wasting time. Good. Now yeah. now we're not going to bring it up. It has to do with on the field performance on the court performance ice only with that do you want to go one to four or do you want to go four to one let's go four to one who would you like to start with michael jordan get out of town are you serious you're putting michael jordan fourth you know why tell me as great as he was as a player in terms of taking something a sport beyond where it was Raising it a level, and he did. These the other three go far beyond that, in terms of what they were above where the game was before. Well, I don't see Tom Brady as doing that, but again, but again, has anyone stop. won seven Super Bowls? Stop as a quarterback. Stop. It's about on the field, right? Okay. With that, I couldn't. I cannot believe we agree on this. Michael Jordan is my distant fourth. Distant fourth. He is a great basketball player. No one will argue Wayne Gretzky isn't the greatest hockey player of all time. No one will argue that Michael Jordan isn't the greatest basketball, that uh, Babe Ruth isn't the greatest baseball player of all time. You can make an argument about Tom Brady, but the tiebreaker is he plays quarterback. But there are a lot of people who will argue for Kobe Bryant, that, or that's LeBron right. James, and that's my point. Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and, that, and that's my point. Some some will argue it's not even Michael Jordan. It's other, a debate. It's enough of a debate. Whereas that's right. These other guys are no debate. I, I, I cannot believe we're well, agreeing. And also, I'm think, stunned. Think about this with like stunned. I tell you, think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in particular, right? Dominated like almost nobody besides Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, and he was a signature player on teams that won in 71, 80, 82. 85, 87, 88. So like Jordan. Wait, who? Bill. Oh, oh. Kareem. Kareem. Now, Bill Russell, it was a small league then. Okay. Right. But Kareem. Good. Let's move on. Sizable league, six titles. I got to tell you something. I am so sick of this. Maybe. It's not denigrating Michael Jordan. It's no. just. No, I, I, I'm so tired of people saying Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete of all time. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. We have 
about Michael Jordan, we have romanticized him to a level that I'm getting nauseous with. So now you're kind of pushing back here. I think we can. No, no. Michael Jordan is fourth on my list. Yeah. He really is. Who's number three? Tom Brady. Okay, now it gets interesting. Go ahead. And again, it's no it's no knock on Brady, but this is a measurement of And by the way, I could yeah. I could have very easily said I can see Brady as three two, but Jordan is absolutely four. But part of it also, we're talking about the athlete and there's a little bit of an individual element to this. And not that Brady hasn't accomplished a lot, but as we get into the top two, we're talking about two who were so far ahead of the standards, especially of their time, that there really isn't a comp for either of them. So with that, our agreement, I'm guessing, is going to be Babe Ruth number one. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So to me, it does come down to two and three. I think it's Brady two, Gretzky three. No one dominated on the ice like Wayne Gretzky. But here are my arguments for Tom Brady. And they're multiple. The position that he plays. That's number one. At the age that he has done this, he won a Super Bowl at the age of, what, 43, 44? Wayne Gretzky was long gone by then. So was Michael Jordan. So was, you know, Babe Ruth. The age he has done it is nothing short of remarkable that he's up for an MVP award and is the favorite to win it, according to odds. He also did it with two different teams. And he had far less talent than Wayne Gretzky did. Wayne Gretzky. But, ta- but we're, we weren't measuring talent. I mean, if we're talking, no, about, no. We're talking about overachievement. No, then, no, no, no. What, 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 know, what I'm, what I'm saying. Then you've got a point. Well, what I'm saying is. Wayne Gretzky was a was the greatest hockey player of all time, and literally, but it, so far ahead in all time points as I, we've discussed. I understand that you that. could take the goals out, eight hundred ninety four goals. I'm with, and you. he would still be the all time point leader. I, in the I will, I will not disagree with you. He's he's lapped. No offense to to Tom Brady, right? But Wayne Gretzky, yep, I'm especially individually, kind of has lapped the field in a way that right. Tom Brady hasn't quite. I am with you on that. Here, but here's my argument about, about talent around him, okay? Let's look at the talent that he had around him. Mark Messier has the third most points of all time, paired with him on the power play. He had the, he had the third best guy ever, okay? Then when it came to just pure goals scored, I'm going to look this. I think Yari Curry's got to be somewhere on a list, isn't he? In goals? It, uh, Yari Curry was a prolific goal scorer. He's not in, he's number 20. There we go. And that was his line mate. That was his line mate. But it's a chicken and an egg thing. No, no. I'm not taking, understand. I'm not taking mm. away. I am not taking away from Wayne Gretzky. What I'm saying is his line mate was one of the top 20 goal scorers of all time. They helped each other. Gretzky obviously was the stir that stru- straw that stirred the drink. And Mark Messier was on his team. The difference, what one thing that you can say, though, is that 
he had those guys for longer in part because of the nature of the NHL. Well, they they didn't play together. They played together. They played together for I believe I believe they were together for 6 years. And what did Gretzky do when he left? He never won a title. Messier did. And oh by the way, you want me to give you my clincher? Well, the other but I would say if you look at those rosters, the Rangers of 94 far superior roster to anything Gretzky had in Los Angeles. No, I I understand that. Gretzky in LA was like Jordan with the Bulls before Pippen showed up. I understand that. But here's something and he's else. He's still gone to the finals. And here's course. something else that puts it over the top. And I was told this by and I think I may have told you this. Longtime friend of mine, Troy Murray. Troy played for the Blackhawks. He was a captain of the Winnipeg Jets. He played for the Avalanche for more than a few years. I think he won a cup here. When I did the pre and post game shows with him for the Blackhawks in Chicago. I said, who is the greatest hockey leader of all time? You know who he said? Probably Messier. Mark Messier. So while Gretzky had the C, it was Messier who was the leader. That Oilers team was loaded with Hall of Famers. Not taking away from Wayne Gretzky, but my point about Tom Brady is never had the same amount of talent. Never had all those Hall of Famers. But he also played a sport in which coaching has a much greater of an impact than in other sports because of the na- because of the nature of play calling and tactics. Well, the, and, the nature of playing quarterback. And, so I would is, say, and I would say that because Tom Brady had Bill Belichick for so long, mm-hmm. that that's the equivalent of being surrounded by Messier, Curry, Good. and then having Grant so Fuhrer back I'm, in I'm so glad you said that because how do you do with Arians? And I think and no, no. How do you do with Arians? He won a Super. Bowl. There we go, Bruce Arians. There we go, Bruce. Have, there we go. Have you seen Bruce Arians' record over the years? Yeah. How many Super Bowl titles does he have? How look at what he's worked with. What no, that's not what I asked. How many Super? He's, he, well, he hasn't been a head coach for that long. Okay. Every, but you look, you look at him. Coaching is important. Talent, mean, he, yeah, talent, he, talent he, means more. He when you're he winning, helped Ben Roethlisberger to a Super Bowl. I understand. Is, is, it, is it his fault that? He didn't get a head coaching shot until relatively late. It's not the, in his in his career. It's, it's not he, in it, retrospect. He should have gotten it a lot it, earlier. It's not and the, would have had more super. It's balls. not the point. I'd rather have talent than coaching all day. Generally speaking, generally speaking, I would. But when you're wide receivers for a decent part of your career, I know he has Gronkowski, and he never won anything with uh, Randy Moss. But he had, he had a big. He had. Yeah. Arguably his best season with Randy Moss. I understand, but he never won a Super Bowl. They were undefeated. The nature, the nature of football means there's a lot more interchangeable parts. But, when you, but he got a great season from Moss. There were a few years where, he, when he was really developing into what, what he became, he had Corey Dillon, who was at, who's probably the best running back in the league behind him while he was in New England. His, Corey Dillon's then, be, Corey, Corey Wel- Dillon's best season and, was with the Bengals. Wes Welker was with the Bengals. Was with the Bengals. That was his best, best season. single season. He, there we go. He had like fifteen hundred yards in the season with the Patriots. He was terrific. Yes, I'm not, I'm not debating. He that. had Wes Wes Welker redefine the slot position. When you are winning you Super Bowls, when you're winning Super Bowls with Troy Brown and Dion Branch, that says something. Period. Says some. That says something also about having the coach that he had, as we're seeing right now. Well, Bill Belichick doesn't call offensive plays, so what does that have to do with anything? Got the right people in the right position, set the tone for the organization. And Belichick, even though he's a defensive coach, very involved in the offensive game planning, always has been. Well, Glenn Sather's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So I guess it's Would you say Glenn Sather is in Bill Belichick's class? Because I wouldn't. No, no. Not even close. But he won without Belichick, period. 
and he might win another one without Belichick, period. And that's Glenn, why I'm, Glenn and, Sather never won a title without Gretzky. I understand that. What I'm saying is actually what he won one actually Muckler won one without That's what with, I yeah. without Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. What do we have coming up on uh, Masterpiece Roofing just in case you missed it? Week 14 of the NFL starts tonight with the two teams that could not beat the Detroit Lions, who are playing the Broncos this week, and also some transfer action in the college world. Could it be shining a light on some of the darkness created in the NIL era? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to MasterpieceRoofing.com today. Just in case you missed it, NFL Week 14 commences this evening with Pittsburgh Steelers at Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. Both teams Currently just outside of their respective wildcard races, the Steelers sitting at number eight in the AFC, the Vikings ninth in the NFC. Who needs a win more tonight, Mike Tomlin or Mike Zimmer? Mike Zimmer, I mean, he's basically on the ropes right now after the Vikings lost to the Detroit Lions and his job's in jeopardy. I mean, the Steelers need to win, but I don't think Mike Tomlin needs to win to survive. Correct. He is secure. Now, the Steelers have a more realistic shot at the playoffs and thus, I think, probably have a little more on the line, even though the, the Vikings, amazingly, are only a game back in the NFC right now. Six and six gets you in the playoffs in the, in the NFC. But the reason, but again, the reason why I'll say Zimmer has more on the line tonight is because his job may be on the line tonight. Yeah, for the playoffs, it, it, it's about the Steelers needing to win. For Mike Zimmer, who has come under a lot of fire, specifically the way his defense has played, mm-hmm. he needs it to keep his job. And his, and his offense is going to be without Adam Thielen tonight, although da- right. Dalvin Cook will play and is expected to have a, a full load, but uh, losing Adam Thielen is a big loss for that offense. I mean, going to 5-8 and eight for the Minnesota Vikings, knowing that the Rams are going to get a wild-card spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they are very fortunate that you know they're competing with a team from the NFC East but Washington is 6 and 6 the Eagles are 6 and 7 those are teams they're competing with they they, they cannot be 5 and 8 and the other thing that is interesting also kind of looking at the Vikings uh, in general um Ziggy Wolf their owner has had three head coaches right 
now Mike Zimmer. The first one, Brad Childers was fired late in a lost and disappointing season. So I don't think he'll hesitate to fire Mike Zimmer if he knows he's moving on. Just in case you missed it, LSU's starting quarterback, Max Johnson, as well as five-star Ohio State freshman QB Quinn Ewers are both in the transfer portal. Does Johnson's desire to leave LSU reflect poorly on Brian on the Brian Kelly hire, and is Ewers' exit from Ohio State a portrayal of the dark side of name-image likeness? Yeah, I think with Ewers, because part of his deal with NIL is to be able to cash in on the deals that he's made, he has to play. And he's not going to play next year with C.J. Stroud firmly entrenched. So he probably can't afford to to wait on 2023 when Stroud presumably be in the NFL by then. So it's a little bit of the dark side there. Yeah, Max Johnson, some of it's probably Brian Kelly. Maybe Brian Kelly has told him, look, we're going to bring in somebody else to be the quarterback for all we know in the transfer portal. Right. Listen, just because you transfer doesn't mean you can't play. Where did Trey Aikman start his career? He started his career at Oklahoma. Where did he finish? Where did he finish again? UCLA. Huh. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Where did he start his career? Texas Tech. Where did he finish? Oklahoma. Justin Fields too. Yep. Max Johnson's brother, the uh, number one ranked tight end in the 2022 high school class, Jake Johnson, also reopening his recruitment. He was initially a Notre Dame recruit one of the greatest comebacks of all time happened um 17 years ago today december 9th 2004 tracy mcgrady 13 points in 33 seconds to lead a rockets comeback against the spurs is this in the category of the greatest comebacks of all time I mean, honestly, I hadn't even given <laughs> given um, that comeback a thought in a while. I mean, I think it's among the greatest, yeah. I think the uh, Rockets actually just set a record. Do you see that? They're the first team to ever rip off a seven-game winning streak following a 15-game losing streak. Does that sound right to you? I did see that. Yeah, Pretty incredible. <laughs> right? So that's not really a streak, but that's quite a... Record, I suppose. All right, uh, that was Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it. Uh, if you had hail damage on your roof sometime this summer or in the fall, highly recommend you go with Masterpiece Roofing. Happened to a buddy of mine. You know what? He uh, spent $500 because that was his deductible, and Masterpiece Roofing went after the insurance company, and they got the insurance company to pay for the whole roof. Masterpiece Roofing was recently voted Denver's best roofing company, so not only do they do great work, but they're going to get somebody else to pay for it the way it should be. Go to MasterpieceRoofing.com. Nolan, Danny, great job today. As for you, Mace, you were fantastic. I thought I'll try and do quick. better tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. <laughs>